amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And thank you all so much again for joining us here on Expanded Perspectives with me, Cam Hale. And as always, es mi amigo, Big Fizzy. How's it going, everybody? Yes, I'm here in Skeleton Studios in a much cooler afternoon. We've actually been oh, getting some rain. I thought it was me you were saying it was cool. Well, that's cool, too. But also, <laughs> the cooler weather is approaching. I'm getting ready for fall. We're only a couple weeks away from deer season. And I'm set up, bah, folks. Bah, bah. Right? We're set up. We got the I feeders going. We got the stands built. We got the, the feeder got pens. Pigs. We got pigs. We got we got all kinds of stuff. I'm super excited. Football's back. I'm excited. The Longhorns beat Alabama in Alabama. You Uh-oh. can't get any better than that. Hasn't Low happened. tide. Low and tide. It's, it's, it's getting good. Hockey season's only like four <laughs> weeks away. I've already been watching some prospect tournament going on. Dallas beat Detroit. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's that time of year, man. Nice. I love the fall. I love it. I love. We've already we've already got Halloween decorations that Luke and Delise scored down at Spirit Halloween and the Home Depot. My my front patio or front porch has already begun to be filled with gourds and different things. It's like haunted house at your place. Boy, talk about something they figured out how to monetize. I mean, oh. twenty years ago, do you know anybody that just bought gourds? My no. wife will spend two hundred dollars on just. Gourds that really don't do anything. You, you you can't tell everybody on air how you beat her for that. Well, you want to. <laughs> but I, I take my little laughs and it makes feet. me calmer. Pa, pa, pa. That's right. Yeah, that, you know. You know what? Here's another thing to, to piggyback off of that. I don't remember there being the type of stuff like is at Home Depot with the giant Grim Reapers and all of that stuff. And pe- now look, I love it. But when we were kids, where did you find that? Nobody had yeah, that no. in their yards. Nobody really decorated for Halloween that I remember, except. Like the week of, mm, and yeah. now, my, yeah, I know. I it's mean, it's like I have multiple family members that this is like one of their favorite times of year. I think it's like we discuss. It's the hype of fall, right? It's the first like holiday in fall that you get to really go crazy with. And Luke is pumped uh, like normal. And he told me what he was going to be for Halloween. Although, listen, it's like barely even into September. So it can we change. We know how many times, times it yeah. changes. Yeah, yeah. What's he got now? Oh, I don't even remember what it was. It was something I've never even heard of. I never even heard of it. <laughs> he was trying to describe something with a ukulele and stuff. I don't, I don't yes. know. Yes. I don't know. That'll be sure awesome. Change. Hey, look, we also had a wonderful time. At the conference. We did. Everybody. Y'all were all so kind to us. And all, it was awesome. Got to see everybody, make a lot of new friends, pick up some books. See, it was just great to hang out there. It we was picked a good up a, time. a lot of books, actually. Yeah, we went uh, a little overboard. Uh, David Weatherly, we bought out his entire series, I think. <laughs> 
He's he's a fun guy. Yeah, Josh Turner had us down. I appreciate Josh. And I got to meet his crew great. and yeah. his wife and everybody, Anthony and Anthony. Nelly's wonderful. Uh, and yeah, it was, Anthony, it was, dude, that threw me for a curve. It, it was a good time. Of course, Anthony's got me, man. Got to see Lyle and Nick and Ken, but we, we see them quite a bit. Uh, yeah, we met a lot of fans. Uh, there was a couple that missed us somehow. I, I got some messages afterwards. I'm like, well, we were there all day Saturday. Uh, so I don't know how we, we were kind of. I guess we were just dressed like normal. We were just strolling around. In well, there. yeah. What do you think we're going to be dressed like? I guess we're going to. Well, because here's the thing. Look, I'm gonna be, it was overwhelming for both of us. It really was because we don't. And that's one of the other reasons we don't do a lot of it is we don't know how to take that kind of compliments and the overwhelming nature of the whole thing. So it we were a little off with the whole deal. So it it, it happens. But yeah, we were there. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. I, I think it's something we need to do more often. But I, but I don't know. It just depends on where it is, when it is. You know, I still want to go to some of those big ones out there in uh, Las Vegas or out by Joshua Tree, some of those UFO ones, that would be very cool because there's been a lot going on with UFOs. Did you just see the three little alien bodies the Mexican government revealed that they had? Man, and I have seen so many memes <laughs> of so many things. And I even saw that Wendy's piggybacked on the whole deal. Yeah. You see that making jokes about that's what it looks like when you pull the, like the, the, the hamburger patties out of the freezer and all look, I love it, but it's just funny. It's, it's funny how mainstream it's become recently. Like everybody's doing. Does it and feel like disinformation? That. Man, I don't know. I think right? it's a distraction or something. I don't know. And as far as the uh, the alien bodies, I don't know if that's real. You know how many times I've seen the Atacama baby and different things like that, and it's just. But what if that is real? It could and we're be. just so used to it, right? And they are desensitized to all of this, and they look tiny, so it kind of looks dwindy like. You they know, they are. They do look very, very small. And then you see the. I, I'm not even going to go into the X-rays, folks. Go and look at the X-rays. You'll understand what I'm talking about with some of the memes that they've showed of these things. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of strange things, let's yeah. get into the stories. Check this out. It says, I never knew what to call them until recently. The other day, my friend told me about your podcast, so I went and listened to some of your older episodes about these cloaked-like predator beings. Uh-oh. That was when I first learned they have an actual name, and the name is The Glimmer Man, and that other people have had similar experiences to mine. I had an experience with the Glimmer Man in the late 90s at my parents' house in Lowell, Massachusetts. I will never forget this experience, as this was the most terrifying encounter I've ever had in my life. I've had two deployments to Iraq and eight years as a cop. Nothing comes close to the fear I had that day. That's a heavy statement. Yeah. Since I remember this happening in the late 90s, and I would say somewhere between 1997 and 1999. I would have been between 10 or 12 years old. We had two phone lines in our home, the main line located by the living room and the second in my brother's room. My house, I mean, my two oldest brothers had already moved out of this house and my brother wasn't home at the time. I asked my mom if I could go hang out with my friend that lived two blocks away. She agreed, but I remember that she was using our main line. I went upstairs to use my brother's phone to call my friend. I walked into my brother's room and began to dial my buddy's number. I get about halfway through dialing, and I froze. All of the hairs on my body stood up, and I was covered in goosebumps. It felt like my stomach sank. This feeling of being watched, and that something came in the room behind me just to hit me from nowhere. I knew it was there. I felt its presence. It was like it wanted me to know it was there. I slowly lowered the phone from my ear 
and carefully turned around. It was standing in the doorway of my brother's room, blocking my escape. It was huge. It was as tall as the doorframe and about as wide. I couldn't see its eyes, but I knew it was staring at me. It looked crystal clear as water with the edge of a human form. Its cloaking or invisibility appeared to fluctuate, like the way the light passed through it seemed to refract in different directions, almost like water that could take human form, but it obviously wasn't water. The only other way I could describe it, it was like the predator. The short period of time that I locked eyes on this creature or being, I began to pray profusely and uncontrollably. It felt like I had no control and the words shot from my mouth. In seconds, that probably felt like minutes, it stepped into the room and towards the windows across from the door. I never bothered to see where it went or if it disappeared. The moment I saw the opportunity escape, I bolted from that room and ran downstairs. I ran probably the fastest I've ever ran in my life. I'm not even sure how I didn't get hurt. My mom, who was just getting off the phone, asked me if I was all right. She could tell something scared the hell out of me. I'm now 35, and thankfully I haven't experienced or seen anything else like that since, and I'd like to keep it that way. I'm glad that I'm not the only one who has seen them, as it made me question my sanity. I consider myself to be a skeptical, and I still try to figure out logical explanations for what happened, and I can't. So what the hell are these things? Undiscovered life forms that have been here all along? Evil beings? Spirits? Demons? Aliens? It seems to me that in most encounters I've read about, they instill fear and terror. Thanks, Zach. Well, Zach, that is uh, that's a glimmer man. Uh, I don't know wow. what they are. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know if this is extraterrestrial. I don't know if this is a demon. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it somehow is able to cloak itself, and it seems to like observing humans. I don't know if it's dangerous. I don't know. The size that Zach describes, it's, it's, it is, it's huge. This thing is monstrous. Mm -hmm. We don't always get those. No, they're not. They, these, the glimmer man sightings can actually fluctuate in size as we've known now. Like it's not set in stone that they're giant things. It's all shapes and all sizes basically. Right. And if you have a wow. glimmer man sighting, uh, me and Cam are in the works of doing something with the glimmer man. So please, please send them in. Expanded perspectives at yahoo.com. For sure, for sure. Okay, y'all know how much I love the idea of through hiking and hiking on all the trails and this, that, and the other. Uh, get a load of this. It says, I was on assignment while in Afghanistan with my six-man team and a guide. We started to enter the Korngal Valley, a.k.a. nicknamed by the locals as the Valley of Death. It is located in the Darapek district of the Kunar province. Now, the valleys are among the deadliest places on Earth, and history shows countless men, groups, and militaries have entered but have never come out. So our guide, of course, refused to take us through, so we went by ourselves. Now, there are stories of giants and demons and caves and shapeshifters, all of it. Now, it still gives me goosebumps to even think about it. I now fast forward back home to the U.S., my group of six decided in our spare time to work the Appalachian Trail starting in New Hampshire and ending in Georgia. So they're going southbound. They're Sobo hikers here. All told, it took us seven months to complete, with weeks in between of work as we did not complete it all at once. We were near the Shenandoah Valley area, and we made our camps. 
set up three tents, made a fire, cooked dinner. After dinner, at about 1900 hours or 7 p.m., three of my men, call signs Voodoo, Panther, and Deuce, that was Kyle's call sign. <laughs> I need a cool call sign, It is, man. it's Deuce, you just got it, sat in a circle and talked. The two others, oh, this might have been call, Kyle's call sign, Dingle and Reaper did perimeter watch. I want to be nat 20. All right, all right. Phase D- two. Done. <laughs> Tron. So the camp perimeter was not far away due to the steep terrain. I would guess both sides were about 25 to 33 degree angles. None of us could see how far up it was because it was too thick with trees and, of course, undergrowth. It was dusk when we made our camp. I went to rest in my tent as I had the next watch. I heard all three of my guys say, what the hell is that? Just as I heard a loud thump on the ground and then another. It's Deuce. It's Deuce. Now, listen, (laughs) I just want to go ahead and say this. Guys, I don't know where y'all are camping on the Appalachian Trail, but I've never had to take watch. So I'm not really sure, (laughs) right? Like, I'm like, bro, relax a little bit. You're (laughs) home. Okay? You could settle down. But apparently I'm wrong because now Bigfoot showed up. So (laughs) taking watch with old Deuce worked out. That's why we never see it. We're busy sleeping. I'm too busy asleep. Yeah, right? And it takes a Deuce on something that I own. So anyway, now all of us are expert marksmen and well-trained to instantly assess any situation, draw our weapons, sight, and threat, and decide to engage within a fraction of a second. We are all trained for this. As I exited my tent unarmed, I was the only one not carrying a weapon other than my seven-inch serrated double-blade K-bar. As I stood up outside my tent, all three men, plus now the other two, were standing with weapons drawn. Instantly, they started firing at this 10-foot-tall creature that was only about 12 feet away. It was head-to-toe, very reddish-brown in color and very hairy. I picture the part from Predator when they're all just shooting at the jungle. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that's what's yeah, going on, right? That's it, yeah. Dingle's got the minigun. Yeah, because, <laughs> not the deuce, but what was the other fellow? He's done gone down, right? Yeah, the panther or whatnot. Reaper. Voodoo. There was Voodoo, He's Reaper, down. Dingle. Dingle. Dingle's got it just torched. The whole thing. He's just spraying hot brass. Said it had an ape-like face, large red glowing eyes looking right at us. The growling was at such a volume it reverberated in my rib cage. Gunfire would have been reverber recoil would have been reverberating yeah, in yeah. mine. Yeah, well, of course it's growling. Everybody's opening fire You're for no reason. Mags on it for yeah. no reason. Except it was growling and making noise. <laughs> Bigfoot's just it was trying to slip by and it stumbled and y'all lit him up. So it says it was nothing like I'd ever felt before. There was a horrible mix of skunky and sulfur odor. It made our eyes water. It then began running with long strides that no human could do. It was like a blur as it passed through the edge of the camp. Then it let out a loud woman-like shriek as it turned and went down that very steep ravine into the darkness of night. All the while, it snapped two trees off about eight foot above the ground while it descended into the ravine. And this took place in Virginia? That's what it's saying. In Shenandoah Valley, baby. After it was over, everyone rushed to the ravine edge and started tossing grenades. Oh, no. I'm kidding. I added that. I added that. That's on me. All right. I'm like, listen, this story does not sound real. And now it's even getting worse. (laughs) That's on me. I think we're getting trolled, Cam. Where did this story come from? (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. So it says that it was, but it was gone. Now, our guns don't miss. Oh, especially what kind of at guns close are those? range. I wanted to buy one of those. Can I get one of those? Yeah, my gun misses. <laughs> yeah, right? No freaking way. Here's the really bizarre part. Oh, okay. At daylight, since no one slept after that, 
understandably, we were all locked and loaded waiting for another attack. We looked for blood tracks. We looked for anything. There was no blood, only two large bare footprints. About 50 rounds were emptied into this creature at short range. Again, we all just said, no way, that's not possible. Down the ravine, about 25 to 30 feet, were two snapped off trees, which we guessed were between four or five inches in diameter. We broke camp and continued on the trail southward. We were about 12 kilometers and began to believe that this thing was shadowing us from above. We couldn't see it, but we could certainly hear it. Maybe it was another one. Who knows? We all discussed it at great length and surmised it was obviously some man-like creature. We never discussed it again. That night is etched into my mind along with that unique odor, nor will I ever forget the unique growl and shrill sound that this thing made. Wow. Um, I'm going to have to say. Come on now. I'm not buying this as a real story. Why not? I I know. I just too many things just seem completely (laughs) exaggerated. Well, here's another thing. I definitely won't be hiking down the Appalachian Trail because if this unit's out there and they just open fire when they see just the slightest thing, that's going to be very dangerous. They may have left some stuff off, but they did say they heard a thump and it was 12 feet from them when they opened fire on it. So it was undoubtedly coming into the campsite. Well, yeah, but it could be like another camper looking for some toilet paper or some... But it wasn't, Kyle. It was a giant (laughs) Bigfoot, okay? Bulletproof. It was a giant... Exactly. I am going to go directly after this recording, I'm going to go down to my local gun store and I'm going to ask them for their rifles that don't miss. I want to... Because that's what I need. I need a bow that doesn't miss. Yeah. Oh, please. My, my bow doesn't miss if I shoot it at three feet. <laughs> now, my arrows are 30 inches long. There you go, folks. Mm, 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 so, mm. that's it. Look, cool. I'm not saying it is or it ain't. I'm just saying, man, could you... Ima- now, let's say it's all true. 100% true. This is every bit of it, right? Okay. How crazy... Would it be to have that ability to be that well-trained, start off, but you've dumped 50 rounds between, what, five guys? Three guys at least we know of, maybe the five. Yeah, we got Deuce, we got Dingle, we got, we got Voodoo. We got Voodoo, Panther, Deuce, Dingle, and I forgot Reaper, the I think, Reaper, was one. that's <laughs> it. That's the five. That's the five. We got those guys giving them hell and nothing. It rem- There's... This isn't the only story that we've talked oh, about. Oh, no, no, it's People not. have emptied ammunition into something like that, and nothing happened. Uh, right, and we've had the two gentlemen on that had an encounter with a dog man, yeah. and they opened fire on but, the thing from like seven feet, and they said they know they were hitting it, and it had no effect. That's why I don't think— doing it on the app. Of course, now I know. Look, certain parts of the Appalachian Trail is still very, very desolate. There's other parts that are very, very— packed with people but maybe this shenandoah valley area is you know a pretty open spot i don't know but let's just say it is i, I don't know just, there was a large homeless person on the appalachian trail him dead now yeah yeah i don't know any homeless people that are bulletproof though i don't know any homeless people right? i need to find bulletproof homeless people and guns that never miss mm-hmm. that's what i'm taking away that's exactly it folks let's take a quick break when we get back I'm going to be discussing some strange stories about not necessarily shadow men or women or hat men, but shadow creatures, something that does not fit the bill that looks more monstrous than humanoid, folks. We're going to check that out. You're listening to Expanded Perspectives.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, y'all, let's dive into this bad boy and start chit-chatting about creepy, if you will. Of course, it's all going to be creepy. Creepy shadow creatures. Now, most of us know everything we can. You know, when you hear anything about shadow creatures, you instantly jump into the idea of hat man, shadow man. We've covered it all where they have the cowboy hats on. They have the, what, like fedoras, the flat hat. We got all of these crazy sightings of hat man, all these shadow man sightings. The thing that I really enjoy the most is when it's not shadow people. I don't know. Of course, you push that away because I don't think they're cool, right? That stuff bothers me. But the idea of a shadow creature, I don't know why I keep going back to shadow cats. We've gotten several. We've received several throughout the years of sightings that people have had with these shadow creatures. A lot of people report cats. I don't know why that is, Uh I guess we could do a whole show on cats, right? I mean, you start getting into the history throughout time, throughout, you know, the reverence in, in uh, Egypt. All of these things, we, we don't know, right? We have, None of us have any idea. It's all speculation. But it is very interesting that they see shadow cats, but not just shadow cats, other, of course, shadow creatures. And then we've been getting reports, few and far between, but they're, they, we've gotten a few, of people seeing these black blobs, much like when we reported the trash bag dwindies, right? Like that's still one of the greatest things ever. But there are a few accounts that people have seen what looks to be trash, which could easily be trash or 
possibly the shadow itself moving, giving that appearance, turning into something, turning into whether it be a hat man, whether it be a shadow being or a creature or a monster or a demon or a cat or any of this. So I wanted to get into that. Something unusual. We're getting into that time, right? We're we're closing in on fall, right? Here in the States, we're getting in there. We're getting close to Halloween. We know what's coming. We know it's right around the corner. We got the cooler weather. We've got the dreariness and possibly the fact that the shadow beings are coming out. So let me kick this one off here. This is a really interesting one. It says, I have a story about something that happened to me when I was about eight years old. Now, I don't really know how to explain what happened or even how to categorize it. So let's just start. Like I said, I was eight at the time and I was living in the high desert of California. My father was gone to work, so a lot of it was usually just my mother and I at home. Well, one night I remember having a hard time sleeping. I spent a good hour or so opening and closing my eyes. The room was lit with an overly bright nightlight that was given to us by a family friend. And one of the times I opened my eyes, the room was pitch black, except for the small areas surrounding this nightlight. So it kind of freaked me out. I closed my eyes real quick, hoping that something was just wrong with my eyes. But the room was still. And I remember the room wasn't just dark. The black almost had a thickness to it, a weight, a density. The only way I could describe it was almost like a heavy black fog. Now at this time, for whatever reason, I got up to look out the window and I really don't know why. I didn't hear or see anything, but I just felt compelled to look. So when I looked, I could see that the moon was very bright and I could see very clearly. There was an old lawn chair out in the yard with what I thought was a shadow from the roof. But as I looked, I noticed that the bottom of the shadow didn't connect to the shadow on the roof. It was just on the chair itself. This long, skinny shadow seemed to float by itself over the lawn chair. Now, what really freaked me out about this was that it looked like it could have taken a person's shadow, stretched it out really long and thin, and then laid it over the chair like a blanket. There was almost a thickness to this shadow as well. Now, this would be freaky enough, but after seeing this, I heard a noise. Now, this may sound crazy, I know, but the only way I can describe this noise is that it sounded like a really long, really loud elephant trumpet. It was so loud that I was surprised it didn't shake the house or wake anybody up. Now, I couldn't tell where it came from, only that I covered my ears and ran to my mother when I heard it. I guess it could have been many things, and like I said, I'm not sure how to categorize it. But I know I was awake enough to run to my mother and wake her up, who went out into that backyard that evening and never saw anything. Folks, we have a shadow elephant. Now, look, I don't know, of course, right? Could have been anything. Could have been a train horn. Could have been simply a child terrified that it was seeing something unexplainable. Heard a train horn coming by. Here in the town I live in, you can hear the train come through from time to time. Lots of times between midnight and 2 a.m., you'll hear that train fire up, right? Like, that's just part of it. 
I'm not saying that's what it was, but I do like the fact that it wasn't a clear black hat man or shadow person sighting. They say, go on to point out that it had a thickness to it, right? The thickness in the room, the thickness outside to this shadow, which is a very interesting thing to say. Now, granted, of course, they were only eight eight years old at the time. But again, like we've said, who knows, right? You do seem to be more susceptible or more tuned in at a younger age. Maybe that's just part of it. Maybe that it's not, oh, it's misidentification as a child. That's easy to write off. Maybe that's not what it is at all. Just simply that they were tuned into it. Here's another one that's really interesting, and it involves a small child, a 13-year-old. It says, when I was 13 years old, now this is back in 2003, I had an encounter with this very strange being. Now, this was winter at the time, and I was living in a small village in Germany. I was on my way back home from church. This was around 2200, so it was getting pretty dark. In a side street under a, a lighted street lamp, this thing just stood there, completely black, no face, no clothes. It was very tall, probably around two meters, and this creature's arms reached below its knees. Now, it stood there in silence, and as I saw it, I realized this thing can't be human, and it froze me in fear. I couldn't tear my eyes away from it until it made a step out in my direction. That's all it took to shake me loose, and in this moment, I ran like hell to the house of my parents, and I never turned around. Now, it didn't get me or anything, but I was in extreme fear heart pounding, couldn't catch my breath, running. Now, I've never told anyone about this because I was always afraid that people would laugh at me. But I know that I saw it. And this thing still haunts my mind from time to time. Now, fortunately, I've never seen it again. But what I can tell you is this. It was completely black. There was no face. There was no colors. There was no shape to its any part and it had no eyes. It had normal proportions except widened, flattened, and thin, around two meters tall. And what I mean by this is its arms were long, its legs were wide but flat, board-like, almost like the sail of a ship. And I do have a feeling that this was a male creature. Now that's interesting. It's built like triangular, right? Which again, now it starts making me think, of uh, crawlers, the shadow of a crawler. Now, of course, this is in Germany. I don't know how many they have crawlers over there, but I know Bavarian black forests are scary, right? But they make great ham in there. I don't know something about the ham from that forest. But imagine you see something. Now, good thing it is only for the first time, but you see something that you instantly know isn't right, and then it just locks you in. I like how it drew this person in. Like they couldn't tear their eyes away from what they were seeing. Some, you, you know it's humanoid, but it doesn't look humanoid shape, right? There's no discerning detail to it. It's just what it is. How many of these things, if this is truly what's out there, how many of these things have we all walked past? How many of these things are in your home, in the parking garage that you're in, in your office late at night, around job sites that you work at all of these things shadows are all around us look around you right now 
There's shadow from something. Maybe not pitch darkness, but there's shadows. What if they can easily travel from there? I don't know. That's what makes this so disturbing. Another one is a young woman wrote in talking about her and her boyfriend and that in this house that they were renting and living in for a few years, she actually saw more than once. She says she believes it's the same one, but more than once a shadow cat out of the corner of her eye moved through the kitchen. Now, here's the other part. They don't have pets. No pets allowed in here. This is just what it is. So she knows for fact there's movement. Now, it's all played a trick on us. I imagine everyone listening has had something like that happen. Whether you're sitting in your home reading, something moves. It's very strange how your eyes pick up peripheral vision as far as with light changes, little things that you may not notice looking directly at it, that you can pick up that movement out of the corner of your eye. It's very strange on the way some of this stuff works, but instantly knowing what that was. Now, I'm sure the first few times she saw it, took her aback, but she says that she goes on and saw it numerous times, then it changed. She points out that at one point, she noticed one, one evening, getting up, that it was a cat, she believes, but it was very long-legged. She said this thing was probably three or four foot tall, all legs, long legs, which is funny because that would be how a shadow would look, right? You throw the light, you can move it. It throws a long shadow. But what she says was it wasn't the shadow. It was as if the shadow rose up off the floor, stood upright, and was walking down a hall. So what you're looking at is a shadow panther, but it is in cat size. So not long like a panther, just about as big as a house cat, but its legs, three foot tall, walking down her hallway. I can't even imagine what you would do with that. Right? How would you? Now, she does point out she wasn't sure if it was dangerous. Her and her boyfriend, that was her boyfriend had seen it one time, which she always it's always funny. It's either the it's it, isn't it funny how we, we get around those that balance us. Right. So it's almost like, oh, this one, you know, this person believes this. This person doesn't. Her boyfriend wasn't into paranormal at all. Now, how many times have we heard that, you know? Whoever your partner is, this partner is not into anything paranormal. They don't believe in the UFOs. They don't believe in any of this. They are a by the book. This is the way it is. They have an experience. Now, not necessarily does it change their mind, but they also don't look down on it like they used to. It always seems to have some sort of effect. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say positive because you're dealing with some kind of crazy shadow cat. But what I am saying is it has some sort of effect on these people, which I believe it would on any of us, right? Here's another one that's very interesting talking about this. It says, I lived in a beautiful flat at the time, beautiful place. It was a small block of flats that was built on the site where an old church once stood. Now, because of this, you would see some strange things as cars would pass down the road. It would throw lights through the buildings that's just something that you would get used to from the way I guess this flat was set up the way they described it. But not all were regular shadows. I would often wake up during the night and I would either you know, need to go to the restroom or just not be able to rest in the middle of the evening and get up and get something to eat. Now, look, I knew a person this way. I knew a guy like this. It, it was it was wild. 
this was almost ingrained in him, like sleeping all night. And for me, I, you know, I don't, I don't sleep much, but to, to sleep all night, that's one thing. But this person that I knew, and he's since passed, would get up, man, it, it, between two and four in the morning, not necessarily to go to the bathroom, not necessarily to do anything, just to get up to either get a little snack, uh, get a drink, basically stretch their legs and go back to bed. And he did this all the time. Uh, the whole time I knew him, I guess, uh, you know, and, and you can go through this talk of people will say that's the best way to sleep. There's a lot of stuff as they talk about these in these older times. I've often wondered other ways looking for more nefarious stuff. Like, is it your body waking up, keeping a, an eye on things like there, there's a lot of stuff that you could know. But this this isn't one of those odd things like, oh, OK, I get it. This person wakes up talking about what they they find, going to do us, said they never had any problems, right? Never any problems walking around during the night. I lived alone, but was still fine to walk around in the evenings. Says I woke up like a normal evening, just needing to use the restroom. Living alone, I just clicked the little bedside lamp on, just small that I have, and it lights up the room just fine. Now, in my flat, it's two floors. So it's just my bedroom, the bathroom, and then a tiny square landing area that separates them. And I live in a very light carpeted area and, you know, just the plain walls. All that. There's nothing fancy, crazy about it. And there was nothing else on the landing. So I go to the restroom, open the door, and I'm just about to turn the bathroom light off when I see a dark mass down on the landing. Now, this mass appears to be the size of a cat but this cat is sitting upright and the more I notice or look rather it's in the shape of a gnome with a pointed hat on not a sharp pointed hat soft rounded on the top now I couldn't make out anything else at this point I get a shiver I have no idea what to do so back in the bathroom close the door now right now folks I picture and all of y'all that, that know the Homer Simpson meme where he just backs into the bushes. Imagine that. You come out of the bathroom, uh, oh, and you're like, not today, little gnome. Close it, that's it. With the door closed, I start running these questions through my mind. What does it want? Why is it there? What do I do? How am I going to get out of here? This thing is blocking me from going downstairs. Can't go in my bedroom either. I was wondering all of this while hiding behind the bathroom door. Now, I must have been in this bathroom five to ten minutes. I don't actually know how long it was. I have no real, you know, notice, but five to ten minutes. Now, I like that, too. You don't know. Maybe it was only a minute or two. You know, time can seem to drag by whenever you're terrified, right? Or maybe it was truly ten minutes in there. Person says, I knew and start thinking that I can't stay the whole night in here. So I slowly opened the door to see if it was still there. It's gone. I walked to my bedroom very quiet, very quickly, the whole time scanning everywhere, looking for this thing and wondering all this time while I was in bed what this was. Now, by now, this stunt, the sun starts coming up. And it's relatively easy to fall back to sleep right at daylight. Now, I never saw it again. I have no idea what it was or why it showed up or showed itself to me that night. I was wide awake. It was no grogginess. It was no misidentification. Wide awake as I am now, like I am writing the story. The strange thing was I wasn't 
terrified by it, just slightly unsettled. I sadly no longer live there, so I don't know, but it hasn't followed me. So, thanks, Jess. So, get a load of this stuff here. A shadow gnome. That, to me, I don't know about y'all, that, to me, makes sense, right? Something about the Fae. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Or is it just something as a simple, I guess, as a shape shifter? I have no idea. Listen to this one here. We were talking about this shadow blob or something, right? Says, I was once behind a very old house, just sitting up near a tree, relaxing. It was very late at night. I really can't remember what time. I was with someone else and we were all just hanging out. And uh, to our right was an area with a little light bulb in it and had it I guess it sounds like the way they describe this is it was an old light like hanging out of a tree, maybe like festoon lighting, if you will, just off to the right. So it says, suddenly both of us turned to look to our sides by this festoon lit tree and we see something jumping from the tree. All right. Yeah, I get it. A raccoon could have been a bird, right? Could have been anything coming out of the tree, especially in the evenings. It'll kind of throw you. Not it. Not it at all. Listen to this. It says, what I saw was what I like to call a shadow cat. <laughs> well, welcome to the club. We all do. Because it literally looked like a black mattered shape of a cat, but bigger than a house cat. And again, smaller than a panther. The thing is, it jumped towards the light. So it wasn't a shadow per se. And my friend ran without even saying a word, jumped up and took off, leaving me there against the tree. So I jumped up, really, really confused, and took off also. Thought maybe she saw something I didn't. So when we stopped running, we started discussing. She said she didn't see a cat. She saw a human shape. Now, the essence of this shadow was exactly the same. This corporeal-looking creature or incorporeal-looking creature that we both saw, but completely different shapes. I witnessed a medium-sized shadow cat. She witnessed some sort of demonic human shape. So, that itself brings in interpretation, right? Is it really the same for everybody, or are we all each experiencing it differently? Can it somehow filter what we see, or does it just emanate this and our perceptions are adjusted by its vibrations by whatever i don't know right we're just spitballing throwing stuff out there right? i have no idea get a load of this it says probably one of the most terrifying things that i have ever seen in my life happened when i was just 16 years old when i was working as a custodian from my middle school sounds like a pretty awesome job as a 16 year old right i was the last one to finish now, my coworker must have thought that I had finished early because they'd turned off all the lights in the hallway. So after I locked the last classroom, I was heading out of the 7th and 8th grade hallway, and I heard the door on the other end of the hall open and close. Now, the noise, of course, makes me turn around. So I spun around, and I just stood there expecting to see someone walk out of one of the classrooms. But no, now the hall was pitch black. The only light in this hall was a glowing red exit sign. I'm going to stop right there, y'all. That's going to be a little nerve-wracking, right? We've all seen the movies. We all know where all the light comes from, from the exit signs. This is not good. From the other end of the hallway, 
I saw a figure. This figure walked from my left to the right. So I call out to it, assuming it's maybe one of my coworkers. I say, hey, friend, it stops in its tracks. And here's where it gets scary. Like, that's not scary enough. I saw its eyes, its red eyes turned and burned into my soul, staring at me. Red eyes in the middle of some strange shadow shape. I was so scared that I ran out of the building faster than I've ever have. The whole night, I felt like something had been watching me. Now, I spoke to a few, not all, but just a few of the people that I trusted that worked there. None of them knew what I was talking about. None of them had anything happen. So, folks, red eyes in a shadow that's not a necessarily the perfect human shape Is this a demon? What is this? Why do we not get reports of just like that? The eyes in certain things. It's not always that way. We just get strays. Could you imagine a four foot tall demon eyed shadow cat? That sounds like the great part of a movie, right? Here's another one talking about a shadow creature that says I was born and grew up in a small town in northern Minnesota. Probably like, we'll be gone. I lived in this town all of my life, and I had rarely even left this area. I knew it very, very well. And I and many other people had seen some weird and creepy things throughout this area. Now, of course, multiple folks have reported Bigfoot encounters. Some had actually reported paranormal activity. But this was something different altogether. There were not many police in this town because nothing really happened. Sometimes somebody's kid would steal something from a local store and the police would be called and they'd have to come in and talk to the kid. But now as I think back to the events that unfolded, that every small town must have that one crime that's bad enough to make news all the way across the state. The one from my town did not make state news, and I don't know if it was even in the neighboring towns knew about this incident. This event was kept to our town. And I really don't know why. I think everybody was too scared to talk about it or to tell because they might have thought they were crazy. This happened in the middle of November. Now, I'm not really sure of the date, but it was back in 2014. And it all started with a 16-year-old girl going missing. In the early morning hours, there was a frantic call from the mother who said that her daughter had gone into the woods to relax and go on a walk and that she'd never returned. She said that her daughter would often go out into the woods until late at night around 9 p.m. Her mom first thought her daughter must have been running a bit late, and at around 10 p.m., her mom said that she went out onto the trails to look and see if she'd been hurt. She couldn't find her, but she only spent about 45 minutes in the woods. She then told us that she called her ex-husband, who lived in the town, and that they were still on good terms, so he went out into the woods, and they looked around for another hour and a half. Then they went inside, and they called the police. The police were immediately sent out. Two officers showed up. I was one of them. We arrived at the house at around 12.30 a.m. We knocked on the door, and the mother and the girl's father opened it. They explained to us all the information that I've just explained to you. So, me and the other officer then went into the woods, and the mother showing us where her daughter would usually walk. We looked, and we could find some footprints. But all of a sudden, these footprints suddenly ended. Couldn't find a trace of those on or of her on these trails at all. 
we could not find anything. And we were just about to call in for backup and also so that backup could bring search and rescue dogs. But then as I began to pick up the walkie-talkie, I heard a sound. It sounded like a very deep growl, almost like whatever made the sound was trying to talk. We all immediately stopped and looked around, and then in the distance I saw something large standing on two legs. I just stood there, and I just stared at the thing that was standing in the distance. Now, it was a large, tall shadow, and it looked somewhat human, but the shape was not really clearly defined. We're all just standing there, looking at it. Then it made the growl again and disappeared. When we turned around back towards the way out of the woods, we never saw that creature again at all on our way out, nor did we hear it. We never did call for backup, and we knew that we were never going to to find that girl. I've never seen that creature again, and I don't think anyone else has ever told anyone about this event, not even the neighbors. Shortly after this incident, I moved out of town and into a larger city, and I've never spoke about this to anyone or this incident since. I don't believe the girl was ever located. So, was there a shadow creature that stole a 16-year-old girl in the woods? Was this shadow creature simply a Bigfoot? Was it something else? Was it a dog man trying to growl? They don't point out. They just said it was humanoid-esque in shape, but it's some sort of shadow creature. I don't know, right? We have no clue. Here's you another one. So it's been a few years since this thing has been in my home. I lived here quite a while, and I never saw it. And then around four years ago, it showed up. I started feeling like something was watching me, especially every time I walked into the kitchen. Now, the first couple of times I looked around and felt nothing, so I just brushed it off. But this thing or feeling kept happening. This only really happens in the evenings. And even after turning it all the lights off, I feel like it's still there watching. So a couple of years ago, I finally saw it. It is this distorted shape, humanoid, I guess you could call it, shadow figure. It doesn't have a clear body. It looks more blobbish. It moves more blobbish. I've told my mother, who previously had sleep paralysis, where a black figure would stand at the end of her bed and then reach into her chest. Now she gave me a small Bible. And she told me whenever I get these feelings and feel this around me, to read it. Now I think this might be a demon, as my mother has claimed that she's woken up with bruises on her. And I've even had random bruises appear on my legs. And I'm not really clumsy, not that kind of clumsy. So whenever I think of this, I get terrified. It comes back. 100% of the time, it's always in the kitchen and always at night, and it always feels like something's watching me. I've had crazy things happen throughout my life, small things, nothing huge, but this is something that will not go away. I feel like it's angry. Everything I feel when I see it, my body wants to run away, but I also feel trapped by it. Now, I've heard these things can feed off of fear, and if it's genuinely going to hurt me, I'm sure I'm filling it up now. I can barely sleep when I start thinking about it. I'm not sure if it's stronger than my faith, but I do know it terrifies me. 
what can I do to get rid of this permanently and make it unable to return? This does sound like something very, very dark. This doesn't sound like simply, oh, I saw it like a shadow cat, right? This sounds like something terribly, terribly dark. So I would say talk to people that battle with the dark. Look, that's all I know to put out there. But I want to leave you with this one. This might be one of my favorite explanations by what this goes, because it kind of goes back to the thing that my daughter saw and, and got me to see, you know, a few years ago that I've talked about. That looks like a, a tarp blowing. And I, I, I really can't still say what that is. But listen to this. It's a fellow named Marcus writes and it says, back a few years ago, I was working the 11 to 7 shift at a warehouse in Kansas City, Missouri. We would load and unload trucks all shift, and I actually had a great bunch of guys to work with. We had a blast. Now, I would always take my lunch break at a small city park down the street, kind of right around the corner. I would drive down there and park and eat and just relax in the quiet, and it was always quiet and pretty much always empty, especially at the hour I was there. So it was late in the spring, and I was eating lunch about 3.30 in the morning, just relaxing and enjoying the quiet time. I caught movement out of the corner of my eye, and I turned to look. Now, here's that corner of the eye again, right? Just the movement. Now, I thought it was just a small black trash bag blowing across the walking path, but there wasn't enough wind, really, to be moving trash around. Now, this trash, as it blew, looked like a shiny piece of window tent. It was super thin and rolling across the ground, but shiny, and you could kind of make out things through it. Now, I like that, the window tent, you know, you've never window tent. If you've never put tent on a window yourself, you know, but you'll see it if you're ever in AutoZone or any of these auto supply places, look around, you'll see it when I'm done. Real shiny, right? But you can still see through it. As it passed, this is, this is pretty crazy says, uh, like the, the window rolling across the ground, as it got to the road and the brighter lights, I knew I would get a better look at this thing. And as it passed from the shadows to the light, I couldn't believe what I saw. The plastic sort of morphed into a black cat. And this cat pops out and runs across the road like nothing's happened. I was and still am so confused by what this was. Now, I know for a fact that what I saw was nothing more than trash, but watching it change so fluidly and fast still has me freaked out. Now, this cat ran across the road and into some old buildings, and that was it. That was all that happened. Now, I worked at the warehouse for about another nine months, and then after that, you know, I ended up moving on, but I continued to take my lunch at the park. The whole time I was there, I never saw anything else, and I've never seen the cat or anything else like that again either. That's my shadow story. Thanks for the great show, guys. Keep them coming. Marcus. So, again, a little bag of trash. We see something happen. We see it move, travel. Whatever it's doing is it morphs into a cat. Now, again, I do not know why cats seem to be their go-to move, right? Maybe it's because we're so used to them being out there. I have no idea. But, folks, that's a few shadow creature encounters, a few stories of people seeing anything other than shadow men. If you yourself have encountered a shadow creature, please let us hear about it. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll kick this around some more, folks. You're listening to Expanded Perspectives. Expanded Perspectives. 
simplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, y'all, we are back. Yeah, some creepy shadow cats and shadow monsters. And look, we get a lot of crazy stories from time to time. And it almost seems you can't use the word flat because, you know, they come from all over. It's not in one specific area. But we have noticed that there'll be times where you'll get a bunch about something, things like we've talked with the Glimmer Man. It's almost like you put it out there and it comes out. Boom, you put it out there, they come in. We've gotten and received several stories within the last several months about some crazy shadow creatures, which is kind of what sent me down the whole idea. Because it always makes me wonder, like we've discussed, are they always there? There's shadows everywhere, right? Are they always there? Seems demonic to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems like. You know, not extraterrestrial, but demonic. Yeah. I've got something I need to share with you, Brad, that we had talked whenever we were there and we were discussing the stuff about the Sierra sounds, right? Yeah, we saw Ron Moorhead. Yep, got to see Ron, all of this stuff. This is one Lon's got here that took place in the Stanislaw National Forest there in California. says, I live in San Jose, California. I'm nobody special, just a regular guy who loves to hunt and camp in the outdoors. I'm 50 years old and I'm a mechanic who works for a school district in Sunnyvale, California, in the Silicon Valley. I've spent a lot of time outdoors with my brother deer hunting in the Sierra Nevada mountain range. I'd like to tell you my story of the two encounters with what I believe was a Bigfoot. So in 2017, we went on a D6 hunting trip in the Stanislaw National Forest in California in Kennedy Meadows. My brother Jason, Jason, I don't know why I pronounced it like that. My brother, I guess that was a stroke. My brother Jason and good friend Rodney... (laughs) went along. It was a packing trip. I was super excited because this would be my first hunting trip on horseback. It was a five-day trip where we rode horseback below the lake near Levitt Meadows. The hunt was amazing. I was able to take a black bear and was super excited on the second night of the trip. However, on the third night, we experienced high wind and rain that woke me up at about three in the morning. Everything went Silent. Oh, that's going to be terrifying, too. Whenever the rains come in, when you're out there, like on the side of a mountain, the storm blows in. Said everything went silent and this weird feeling came over me. But I can't explain exactly what it felt like. So as I was laying in my sleeping bag, I started to hear footsteps around my tent. Now, I was sleeping with my 357 handgun and my brother and my friend also had handguns that wouldn't miss. I Again, have, with the no missing weapons. Where do these where do these people get these? I might have added that part. 
<laughs> I'm like, seriously? You know, I, in fact, I did add that part just to rile him up. So anyway, it says, I screamed out to my brother Jason to stop messing around. And he yelled back saying he wasn't doing anything that he was in his tent. Now, I have to say, my mind started playing tricks on me because after a while, I could feel a presence near me and I could hear footsteps crunching the ground right outside my tent again. I lay there trying to talk myself into opening up the flap as fast as I could to see what was behind me. The Four Seasons tent had two zippers, which is, which is pretty much a given, right? You're going to have one in the front Right. Yeah. And one in the back. So, again, it said, you know, it could take a little bit of time to get out of it. So it's probably doubled. If it's a four season tent, it's doubled. You got two sippers, the whole thing. So it's not going to be the best. Right. So I slowly positioned myself because no one is going to take a bit of time to get out so I could open it as fast as I could and have my handgun in the other hand. I turned my headlamp on to see what was out there. So I ripped out of the tent as fast as I could. And I caught a glimpse of a huge, dark black shadow that scared the hell out of me. So I started fire. Oh, well, here we go. I started firing up my handgun in the location where I saw the shadow, not to kill it, but to scare whatever it was because I wanted to leave me alone. I was not sure what it was. I don't think it was a black bear because it stood pretty tall. Well, I woke my buddy Rodney and Jason, and they said that I must have been dreaming because the gunshot didn't wake them up. I don't know what I saw, but I believe it was a Bigfoot. So they're not even sure that he fired the way it this, sounds, right? Yeah. I mean, and just because you see something black in the woods at night, I would not recommend shooting at it. At you don't it, know what it is. Not even into the ground around it. No, man. It could be a person. Yeah. Don't do not do this. So it says- I wouldn't want to go- I'll be honest. If I if I was on a camping trip and some guy woke up in the middle of the night just spraying bullets, I would be like, I'm not camping with this guy no more. Yeah. I'd be like, I think I need because to Because you back. might get up to go use the bathroom and he just blast you. <laughs> the last thing old Deuce needs is to get shot while he's going to use the number one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just- not good practice. Exactly. So it says the next morning when the sun came up, I went to check out the area where I saw the huge shadow. In this location, I had hung the black bear meat. I'd say about 10 foot off the ground and on a pretty sturdy line. To my amazement, the meat bag was ripped off the tree and on the ground. My brother and friend said it was probably a black bear that reached up there to grab it, but I don't believe that. There's no way it could have reached that high. The other encounter was during a D5 hunting trip in 2020. It's kind of near the same location, near Kennedy Meadows, but in Eagle Meadows, near Relief Reservoir. There had been many wildfires, and a lot of the forest land was closed down except for this location for the hunting season opener. So a lot of hunters thought that that area was closed down due to the wildfires, so my brother and I had the place all to ourselves. We headed up on our four-wheel drive quads, and I found a beautiful rock overlook and proceeded to hunt. Now, I have to say, after my last encounter, I was a bit weary of possible experiences to be had with Bigfoot. The area that I was in was filled with open-range cattle. I was watching them feed through the canyon, lying on a rock, when that strange feeling came over me again like it did in 2017. It was around 5 a.m., and I started hearing the timberline crackling as if trees were falling down. I positioned my scope in the location where I could hear the trees crackling, but I never saw anything. I was too afraid to go into the tree line. I have to say this noise continued throughout the whole day. Now, I'm not sure what it was, but it scared me again. My brother Jason thought it was the cattle moving through the tree line. Now, I have to say it was pretty loud to be cattle knocking down branches and things off of other trees. I don't know what it was. The feeling I got in my gut was not to go into the timber line. 
it just I just find it kind of strange that I have these gut feelings now of danger. Hmm. So there you go. Two little encounters. Sounds like one, of course, was up close and personal. And then the other one was a sound, which granted could have been elk. We don't know what they were hunting. No, it uh, could have been elk passing through. It bear, been, I think is what it said. It could have been yeah, the first trip. Oh, Second okay. trip, we don't know what time of year. Right. Or, so mm. it could have been elk in the timberline. It could have been slow elk or cattle in the timberline. Could have been a lot of things. We're not really sure, right? Because he didn't see anything. Right. Just heard a bunch of and it. I, and it could echo out of there. Absolutely. So I don't know. But I don't know if it was Bigfoot or not. But what I do know is, like, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have firearms and stuff with you, like, one of the first rules you want to make sure is know exactly what you're shooting at. A hundred percent. Like if if you just see a shadow or if you just hear some noise, I would not recommend just blasting away. I you can do what you want. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Sounds like a recipe to not only hurt a person but could be a loved one in your own group. Like oh yeah, it could be really bad. Yeah yeah, could yeah. be really so really bad. Look, it didn't careful. want you. It wasn't trying to get into your tent, right? Right. It's what you know. What this was is this was curiosity. Yeah. It wasn't self-defense. It was curiosity. You didn't have to go out there and look at what it was. It wasn't trying to get you. I think Bigfoot's nice. I think he's a, a, a har- he's a caretaker of the forest. I like to believe right? that he is. Yeah. I really, really do. I like to believe that he's like Captain Planet. He just catch you litter and he'll show up and just slap you or something like that. But either way, yeah. So if we've learned anything this this episode, it's... Don't just fire blindly into the dark while you're out camping. <laughs> Not a good idea. And number two, if you're going to buy a rifle or a handgun, make sure you get one that hits every time. That's yeah. the kind you need. The don't miss. I, I've been doing it wrong my whole life. I just couldn't afford those. <laughs> yeah, they're like six times the yeah, price. Yeah, I, I can't afford those. Like, yeah, I need a new SIG P365. I got the hand-me-down the- always miss rifles. So... <laughs> Check this out. Before we get out of here, I got another cool story from this young lady. It says, in 2001, my sixth grade teacher told our class this story about her childhood growing up in Texas. I don't remember the entire story, but I do remember a few things and would like to know if anyone has ever heard of this. This would have been in the early 1970s, somewhere in Texas, but I'm unsure of the city. She said there was a house down the street from hers That was abandoned. There were newspapers beginning to pile up in the front yard, and the property was unkept. For some reason, she decided to break inside the house to explore. She broke in through the kitchen window in the back of the house where she could go in unnoticed and landed in the kitchen sink. There were tons of empty bottles of mane and tail shampoo scattered about. She came across a creature she described as being part horse and part woman. Apparently, she saw the creature from behind first. As she's described seeing the back of this woman with long, lustrous hair, she said the creature then decided to turn around. She said it had a leathery face, huge teeth, the body of a woman, but hooves like a horse. She ran back out of the house scared. Something strange happened a few weeks later. Apparently, there was a man who lived at the house, or at least owned it. It seemed that he had been harboring the creature in that house. There ended up being a chase that occurred with the man and creature trying to get away from law enforcement in pursuit. This story was told so long ago, I'm forgetting a bunch of the details. I'm sorry, but this story is so bizarre, it has stuck with me throughout the years. Has anyone ever heard of such a creature? Thanks, Samantha. Well, Samantha, it sounds like to me 
because you said that your teacher told you the story and it's from the teacher's perspective as a child back in the seventies in Texas, probably North Texas. It sounds to me like the dear lady or the dear woman of Oklahoma. This is folklore up there in Oklahoma among several of the tribes. They have this thing called the dear woman and it takes on the form of like an evil boogeyman and then tramples and kills boys for one reason or another. She's known to bring justice, you know, to uh, men who are mistreating their women or their children, or she's there to deal out punishment for teenagers that are being too wild or disobedient to their parents. That's what it sounds like to me. You should look it up. The Dear Lady or Dear Woman of Oklahoma. I'm sure you can just do a quick Google search and you'll find stuff like that. That's what it sounds like to me. Could you imagine? You're already on edge because you're like, I'm going to sneak into this abandoned house. And you slip in there and there's this horse-faced creature thing in there with apparently the most amazing hair. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, the bottles of mane and tail and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. That is so wild. I don't... That is one of those things that I think I might find it more disturbing than anything is to see like a half horse. I don't mean like a centaur. I'm talking about like it's got like real horse-like features and long hair. I don't know. Just something about the... Like hoofed feet. <laughs> You're like, yeah. dude, that that would be insanity to come across it. Like it that. is insane. I want to know more about the story. About like the, the law enforcement gave chase and this fella's running off with his horse half horse girlfriend. Yeah, right. I don't I don't know. You should look into some of the, the dear he ladies. All, he all he always calls me that. Yeah, the dear lady stories from Oklahoma. Yeah. We could do a whole uh, episode yeah. on that, right? We'll dig into it. If you have any tra- crazy stories or strange stories you'd like to share with me and Cam and the listeners, please do not hesitate. You can email the show, expandedperspectives at yahoo.com. Heck yeah. You can call the show, 888-393-2783. Before we get out of here, let's not forget about our amazing sponsors, AG1. If you want to take ownership of your health, Try AG1 and get free, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. You got to go to drinkag1.com slash expanded. Also, HelloFresh. Go to hellofresh.com slash 50 expanded and use the code 50 expanded for 50% off plus free shipping. And Lumi Labs. If you want to learn more folks about Lumi Labs, about the gummies and microdosing. It's super, super simple. Just go to microdose.com and when you get there, you're going to use the show code expanded, right? And with that, you're going to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Super simple. Just go to microdose.com. Yep. Cam, what do you got planned for your weekend? Man, oh man, it's going to be some really good weather now and I can finally get outside. Everything's going good. I'm feeling good. I will be doing a bunch of stuff either probably at the lease or around the house. Catching up on stuff that to be honest, when it's super hot, and you all know I got messed up over the summer, which I'm feeling better now, but even then, you can't get out there and do a bunch of stuff, nor do you want to when it's 111. But when it's like 72, baby, sign me up. Right, I'm good. The weather's perfect, except for all the darn ragweed and pollen that's oh, in Oh, yeah, y'all that's, can probably hear it in, a, it's in our voices. Bad. It's been bad. We don't understand why we can are native to this area, right? Yeah. And yet it attacks me. With violence all the time. It's ragweed. That's yeah, it's exactly bad. what it is. So it's, it's bad. I thought I had dodged it when I was a kid because I never had allergies, ever. My father had extreme, like, ragweed sensitivity. And I thought I was good to go. Nope. As I've gotten older and older, as I'm encroaching in on the 5-0, I can feel it setting in more and more and more. So it's like I started getting bad allergies about the time I was probably in my early 40s. Mm, I've had so, it my whole life, so I'm like your father. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's uh, awful. 
Uh, I hope your week isn't terrible. Everybody else, I hope you have a good one. That's about all the time we have for this episode. Till next time, folks, I'm Kyle. He's Cam. Peace, y'all. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.